Welcome to The Author Life, a limited edition podcast series featuring Jeff Elkins, where we document Jeff's journey from a desperate author to a thriving small business owner. Episode four of this podcast series, and again, we're focusing on story brand and business model canvas concepts. Uh, In this conversation, Jeff and I talk about uh, how clients come to you and, uh, and and, and in what state they come to you. And so we talk about identifying the, the tipping point or the moment when someone realizes that they need help. Uh, we discuss the importance of the emotional feel of the situation. Uh, I, I talked to Jeff about the net positive effect of sunk cost and, and how you can use that uh, some, somewhat negative cognitive bias as a way to help people take action. Uh, we uh, reinforce the idea that all problems can be solved. I think this is the theme of the podcast. If you're listening to all episodes, you're going to hear that, that, uh, it's all going to be okay. Uh, we use the power of the before and after image, which is very common technique, especially in the health and wellness field. The importance of having an initial Zoom call with a client and, uh, and how, you can, how you can filter out people who might not be a good match for you and you might not be a good match for them. Uh, we talk about the importance of a lead magnet or a reader magnet, as authors like to call it, and why past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. So again, we are deep in the weeds here. Uh, in after this conversation, we're going to uh, start talking about uh, customer journeys in in the next episode. But uh, before that, let's get into this conver- this week's conversation. Um, okay, so I looked at the story brand stuff. Your comments were fantastic. Oh, Thank cool. Um, I've got questions. All right, let's do it. Okay, so the first one in the the defining the character. Okay. Um, in the comment you had said, um, how does it look and how does it feel for them? I get more specific and I get that, but you made a comment about thinking of it as the initial inciting incident. Um, talk to me more about that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, have, I have it up here too, so I'll be oh, able great. to reference it. Um, so what I was thinking is that when we get to the sales copy piece, you're almost going to want to write it as a story and you're going to want to, you're going to want to consider the point of view of the client. And so what you want to be thinking about is what, what brings them to you in the first place. And so you're in the ballpark here, right? You're talking about, um, they're not getting the results they hope for. Uh, so, Think about like if you were writing a book and you had to drill down to that moment, what, what is that exact moment where someone goes, you know what, this isn't working for me. Like what is that tipping point moment? And I think if you can fictionalize that, but make it so universal that, uh, that people go, oh yeah, I've, I've been there. Like, yeah, I know, I know exactly how that feels. Okay. That I think is what's going to, sort of begin the story, um, begin the, your customer's journey down the path with you. Gotcha. Okay. That's helpful. So like I'm thinking, uh, there's a number of ways you can go with it and we can try different things out and kind of see how they land. But, uh, you know, you could have some type of external feedback that triggers that. So like maybe, maybe somebody gets a review and the reviewer just tears up their dialogue. It's like, it's not real. It's wooden. The characters are two dimensional, something like that. 
Um, that's probably, as I think about it, that's probably the most concrete and tangible approach because we all know what it feels like to read a shitty review and then to have someone call out your dialogue and force you to like own up to like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I need some help with this. Yeah. Okay. And then the, that feel part is like, so you're going to have to show, you're going to have to show this happen. And then, and then you want to relay like what's what that feels like when you're reading that review and like your, you know your, your stomach drops out and your mouth goes dry and your, your eyes are scanning faster on the screen than you can read like, really get into the visceral nature of that. I think it's gonna, um, it'll it'll hook people and go, yep, I yeah, that's me. I I can relate to that. Gotcha. That's really helpful. Good. Um, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, I didn't have any questions about that has a problem. Did you have any, anything you wanted to hit point out for me there? Uh, no, I, I, I think yeah. that you, you were pretty tight on that. Um, like I said, I, I hate to, this feels exploitive. I don't mean it that way, but as humans, we hate sunk costs. Yeah. Given up on stuff. Yeah. So I think in this case, I think in this case, like I, it makes sense because really what you're trying to do, I, this sounds grand, but I believe it. I believe it's what I'm doing. I believe it's what you want to do. You want to help people actualize. You want yeah. people to come to their full potential to, to live their full life. And so if somebody is, has invested in their craft and they're trying this writing thing and they love it, but they're struggling, I think it's okay to say, listen, this, this is important to you. This matters. You're invested in this. Don't give up. Like you just need some help. That's kind of, again, you could, it could be somewhat exploitive because we know that psychologically people hate sunk costs. Once they've invested money or time into something, they don't want to give up on it. Yeah. But I think in this case, it's, it's for a net positive. Okay. So I'd just I, be, I totally agree. Yeah. I'd be thinking about ways of just playing on that and be like, yeah, you know what? You've, you've come too far. And, and the other angle to it is, okay, so, you know, your dialogue sucks. Okay. Well, let's work on it. Like, that's not a, that's not a, a, a showstopper, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it's, um, you have a problem, but it's a problem that can be resolved. Gotcha. When I'm up, going back to the character, when I'm writing sales copy for their experience, am I focusing on external or internal sh- struggles? It's going to be both. You're going you're gonna to be hitting it at both levels. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, that when you look at the, like the character transformation, that's the internal piece. Yeah. Um, the ending in, in a success, that's an external Okay. validator. So you want to be thinking along, along both lines, how are they going to be different as a person and what are the results that they, they can hope to see? Okay. And I'll tell you a a great way to do this. The transformative piece is, um, 
is the before and after. I mean, it's the classic selfie in the mirror when people are trying to lose weight, right? That's so powerful. Okay. So maybe in the story, if, if you start with, I got, a, I got killed in reviews because of my dialogue, maybe the ending in success is a five-star review where somebody raves about the dialogue. Gotcha. That's your before and after in front of the mirror. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's super helpful. Um, so the meets a guide. Sorry, I have to jump back to the notes I took on it. So you had um, said, I'm sorry, who gives them a plan? Did I have a question about who meets a guide? No, I, I have it. So you mentioned thinking of examples. I have, I was thinking about this all week because this is what we talked about last week. Like, my inability to empathize. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it all week and I have some strong writing examples, I think. Um, it feels like what, as you're talking about a story that those writing examples need to match whatever the character is that I lay out. Uh, so like yeah. my examples should match what I write in the character up front. Yeah, so um, what do you mean by that? I'm not sure I'm following you. That like if I'm painting a pic, if I'm writing a narrative about like the experience that my user has had, when I get to the place where I'm like, this is what happened to me, it should match their story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it should. It doesn't, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be identical to theirs, but it should resonate with them. So, gotcha. for example, you might not have a one-star review story, but you might have a story of where you got feedback on something and it, it, it shook you. Gotcha. Okay. For the who gives them a plan, you mentioned having um, a 20-minute video call. Yes. which I, I love that idea. Where would that fit in the process? Um, yeah. Like where would you put that? I really struggled with this process because okay. I kept going like, I don't know that I'd do this. <laughs> 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 and that's never great. Like if I won't do my own. Well, I think so. So, and, and, and really like, I think you have to, you have to do what's comfortable for you as well. So, you know, take what I'm saying and filter it through your own experience. And what, yeah. what I, what I try and do on my editing page is I try and throw up as many roadblocks as possible so that the tire kickers and the hobbyists and, and the, and the people who are just looking for opportunity get scared away. Okay. So like um, for my mastermind group, I make people fill out a long application that I barely look at. Okay. Because I just want them to go through the process. Like if someone's going to go, ah, oh, screw that guy. I'm not filling out an application. Like, is that someone I really want to work with? You know, do gotcha. they want it badly enough? And when you're, when you're talking about getting choosy about your projects and, and, um, and really, cause you only have so many minutes, right? We only got yeah. so many minutes on the planet. You've only got so many minutes you're going to, you're going to dedicate to this endeavor. Um, you want to do it with people who are just as passionate as you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, the, the, all the, the, the process might seem daunting, but if you think about the purpose of it, 
that might give you some clarity. So you, you may not want to be as stringent as I am on that. Like you might want to have a wider net or a lower bar and that's fine too. Um, but yeah. think about that on your process. What level of filtering do you want? Because you obviously don't want to be, you know, dealing with 15 to 20 lead calls a week or, yeah. you know, getting 20 applications a day or something like that. Well, I think for me, it's not necessarily that I, if like, if I came to this, I don't know that I'd say this too daunting. I think I'd be like, like if I were filling this out for me, I'd be like, who is that guy to want all of that stuff? Yeah. Whereas like, if I were filling it out for Sean Coyne, I'd be like, yeah, you want me to like record video interviews? Like I'll do whatever you want. Like, yeah. So it's like, um, part of me feels like I haven't, I don't have a reputation yet that earns a complicated process. Yeah. But your, your time is valuable and you're valuable. And, and just because you have a reputation yet doesn't mean you have to totally give yourself away to any Yahoo who, who comes by. I, I think, um, it, Again, do it, you know, do what you're comfortable with. But I think having some level of vetting process where you just weed people out by the nature of the process. The other thing it does is it, it takes the pressure off of you. You don't have to be a bad guy or, or heavy handed. Yeah. Um, you can let the process work in your favor. And so, uh, you know, another way to look at it is let's say, you know, someone, someone's like, well, who's this guy to, to, who, who wants me to apply? Like if they don't trust you from the beginning, it's yeah. not going to work. And yeah, it, if, if, you know, if they believe in what you're doing or they're curious enough, I think the least they can do is fill out a short questionnaire. Okay. Now, as far as the, the, the call, there's a number of ways you can play this. So I, I don't know if I specifically put this on my website, but here's what I do. I put, um, I put like, here's what you need to do to work with me. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the page, I put just a basic contact form that says, if you have any questions about the process, let me know. Okay. And I would say most of my inquiries start with that. Someone will say, hey, I think I need help with this, but I'm not really sure. What should I do next? When I get that that comes through the contact form, I have a Google email template. <laughs> I just pull it up. And it basically yeah. says, uh, hey, maybe I can help you out. You know, uh, I, how about we hop on Zoom for 20 minutes free of charge? I'll, we'll talk about your project and I'll give you advice the same way I would my brother, whether we work together or not. That, and that's my, 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 my canned response. Uh, and then that, what, what that does is uh, it, it – um, I think people who aren't serious aren't going to want to have the video call. So there's yeah. a, a level of performance there. Like I'll get on with people and they're like, Oh, I don't really do this. I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, well, that's okay. And I'm thinking in my head, well, if you normally don't do this and you're nervous, but you pushed yourself to do it, then you're kind of serious about this. Yeah. 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 yeah that's know? a great point. Yeah. So, I, and, and people, I've never had anyone abuse it. Like no one's tried to keep me on for, 40 minutes. No one's like pummeled me with questions. It's yeah. usually like I get on with them and I say, okay, tell me about your project. You know, I ask them, you know, why do you think, why'd you reach out to me? Why do you, how do you think I can help you? Uh, and then I'll give them real advice. And sometimes the advice is, you know what, you're, I'm not the right fit for you. Yeah. Sometimes the advice is your project isn't ready yet. You're wasting your money. Come back in six months. And sometimes it's like, 
hey, let me think about it and I'll email you. But I, I'm really um, intentional about those 20 minutes are, they serve two purposes. The one is I need to get a sense of the person and, uh, and the project. But more importantly, I want to give them something actionable because they're clearly, clearly struggling. They don't know what to do next. Yeah. So even if that advice is, yeah, I'm not the guy for you, I, at least I have an idea of where I can point them. Yeah, I really love that, especially since one of those 20-minute calls got me here. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really like it. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's, that's right. Yeah, man. You sent out that email and I was like, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to you for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I see how that, um, I see how that works really well in there and where, I, where I, where I'll put it and how it'll work. And, and take anything you want from my website. Not that, it's, not that it's the greatest sales copy or the best process, but like anything you want to use, just grab it, seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally just going to rip you off. Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> just take it, make it Jeff. I mean, that's what I did. You know, I went and I looked yeah. at some of the best websites, the landing pages, sales copy, and I made it my own. But like, it, it's, um, that's just how it's done, man. And, and uh, I, I think it... Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's what I would do. Um, okay. Calls to action. Okay. Um, I, I totally missed this one and I, I totally get what you're saying. Once, once you said this needs to be to the hero's POV, I was like, yes, of course it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, of course it needs to be to the hero's POV. Um, free resources. I'm still a couple steps away from this question, but I thought it might be good to ask now while sure. thinking about it. So I have kind of two books in the hopper on dialogue. Um, one that I'm writing with you and then one that um, I have a vision of kind of a like step-by-step -step workbook type. Yep. Book, um, which I think would be fun. Uh, and then um, at that point, I'm like, well, there's a lot of different ways I could go. Um, I know my time is limited and so I want to focus in and like I could do the blog thing like shoot for SEO and do the blog search thing I could do the podcast slash video thing um, I could just focus on books uh, I could focus on getting on other people's things and not yeah. even do my own thing um, so my question is, what advice do you have in that direction? Yeah, that's a great question. Let's, um, so there, there are a number of things you asked there, you packed into that one question. Let's start with the, the what we would consider the reader magnet or the lead magnet. Yeah. Uh, I think eventually um, you'll be able to use the book you write with me as a lead magnet. Not right away because we're gonna go in Kindle Unlimited, yeah, it'll be exclusive. But it, but once that goes wide, if you want to use that as a lead magnet, you totally can. Awesome. And those are great because it's like technically a book. Yeah. So before that, maybe think instead of book, think more PDF. Okay. Think more like uh, PowerPoint. So one of the things you can do with PowerPoint that's that I've seen that I think works well is let's say you have. Um, Five most common mistakes fiction writers make with dialogue. Okay. 
and you put together uh, a 10 slide PowerPoint. Um, you can even, for a few dollars or on Fiverr, you can get someone make make graphics for you or design it. Um, but you put those, you know, you put 10, say 10 slides, five things, like two slides for each. And then you save that PowerPoint as a PDF. Okay. And then that is your, that's your lead magnet. So it, the, the point there is that that should be something that you should be able to write in an hour or two, like your, yeah. you know, total words, you might be looking at a thousand words or probably far less than that. If you're talking okay. about 10 slides, but that's, that's great value. And what you're doing the old, the old adage for content marketing is you give them the what and they pay for the how. Gotcha. All right. So all you're doing is you're saying, here's what I see. Here are the mistakes. Now, if, if they can figure out how to fix them on their own, great. Most likely if they could have, they wouldn't be at your site. Yeah. So the, their next step is they're going to be like, okay, well, how do I do that? And that's where you start the relationship. But, okay. but it, that's a great, that's, that's great value because you're, you're saying like, okay, here, are the, here are the five problems that happen over and over and over again. And if I'm reading that and I go, yep, that's me. Yep. Check that one. Yep. Check that one. Gotcha. Then I know I've got a problem. Okay. So that's, that's how I would start with a lead magnet or reader magnet. And that's what I would have above the fold. That's what I would have on a pop-up. Okay. Um, Cause a PDF is super simple. I mean, um, you can have, you know, you can use your email list and on the autoresponder, send them the PDF instantly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super simple. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what I would do for that. The other, the other piece is sort of the ongoing outreach or content marketing. And you have a lot of options and we're probably not going to be able to, to, you know, winnow it down um, on a one hour call. But here's how, here's how you should frame it. Here's how you can think about it. Okay. For me, showing up live on a call or a podcast is way easier and less time intensive than writing anything. And I know that sounds like heresy as a writer, but here's an example. With the Career Author Podcast, I have to do research. I have to write out a script. I have to find links. I have to prepare. Zach does the same for his leads. Uh, for the author life, you know, I, it takes me weeks to write a post. I've got to have it professionally edited. I revise yeah. it. I narrate it. Like that's all really time intensive. It's content marketing for the writers. Well, or if I do a guest podcast, I just turn my freaking computer on and I'm like, hit record. That's it, right? Like Rachel and I answer questions or if I go on someone else's podcast, they answer questions. And that's one of the reasons why I suggested a apprentice model podcast for you or YouTube option yeah, yeah. because you could just have somebody show up and ask you questions. Now you might have to read their scene ahead of time, but you wouldn't even have to, to revise it. You could just read a scene and then show up and talk about it. Gotcha. And that would really cut back because I know you have limited time. So that, that helps on the time. And then you could flip it and for a few dollars or using one of the AI services, you could transcribe that conversation and still post that as a quote unquote blog post. Yeah, that's true. That's really smart. The, the, the thing you have to be careful of with the content marketing is getting on the hamster wheel because it's yeah. hard to get off. So like if you, if you start, let's say you start publishing 
one blog post a week on writing dialogue and it's get, it starts really getting some traction, you better be prepared to write that blog post every week yeah. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that is, um, yeah, that's super attractive to me. The ability just to get on and start talking. Yeah, uh, I, I will go on great. any, as you know, I'm a podcast whore. I will go on anyone's podcast anywhere yeah. at any time because all I do is show up and talk. And then I've got a piece of content now that I can share that becomes a lead generator for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we can talk more about that later because I have, I have more questions now, but I need to let that stew for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, and there's a lot of work to do before I get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was that all of my questions? The rest of your comments were spot on and okay. super like, of course. <laughs> um, like, you know, the, that ends in success and that ends in failure. I totally lost the train there. Oh, <laughs> oh that's all right. Yeah. Was, I mean, I'm not faulting myself. I'm just like, yeah. you, you made the comment of like, stay specific. I was like, yes, of, yeah, of course. I totally, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm talking about marketing, like who knows what's going on. Um, so what's my, so we've talked about writing sales copy. What's my next step, uh, here? Yeah, so I think um, what I would like you to do next and is use this as your template and put it into a narrative. Okay. So um, go back to your archetypes, pick the one that you find. Um, I, I can't remember which one or if we, if we chose one, but pick one of your, I think the second lifers might have been one we talked about. Yeah, we did. We talked about kind of that and the combination of that and maybe yeah. some of the ones further down the list too. Okay. So I would, uh, I would pick one of those people Okay. and then, uh, well, you know, you could do it with more than one. That, it might not be a bad activity to have you write the story for, for maybe one or two of these. Okay. Um, but all you're going to do is you're going to use the story brand chart as your outline Okay. And, and write the story from the time the person realizes they have a problem, which is the a character box all the way to uh, the, the, that helps them avoid failure while you're um, building the character transformation within the story. So, okay just write it out as like a short story. Um, and do, I would do it in second person, do it as you. Okay. okay? Um, I think, uh, maybe, maybe give yourself a, um, a limit of say, we'll say 700 words, although you should probably be able to do it in 500. Okay. And just write out, just write out their journey. That's it. Gotcha. Okay. Will do. I'll have them for next week. Nice. Yeah, I'm so excited about this, man. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah, my wife and I were talking earlier, and it was like, in the in the writing sphere, it's been difficult to find like my place, if mm. that makes sense. Like yep. this is my niche. Um, yep. And I've tried lots of different things, and so this is, I think, for the first time where it's like, yeah, I'm excited to do this. Like this nice. feels like my niche. Like this it, is, yeah. it. you know, I get on calls with people. I have a great time. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. So like, you know, reading your stories is fantastically fun. Like I'm just having 
and so the fact that it's not work like it may become work someday but right now it's just enjoyable so that's yeah. great that, yeah. that's i mean you know you're in the right spot then and and that's why i'll i'll continue to kind of point you back to dialogue yeah <laughs> dialogue jeff that's that's it. it's dialogue that's it you have to worry yeah. about anything else um, i am i am finding my self-confidence is my biggest um uh opponent like my well, lack of self-confidence is my biggest uh yeah yeah and that's yeah, fine so. and and it's it's you know, it's, it's perfectly natural because this is a new venture and, and you're not really sure what to expect or how it's, how it's going to work. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll get better. The more calls you do, the more people who come and ask for you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. But like your, your gift and your talent and your abilities are all around this idea of dialogue. And so I think that's really what we want to we put a spotlight on yeah, more yeah. so than anything else. What were your thoughts on the questionnaire? I liked it. I think okay. um, you, you're definitely in, 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 right, in the right, going in the right direction. Oh, um, the, really, the only thing, uh, let's see, well, there are a couple things here. So yeah, around genre, um, not that you're going to change the question, but you, for you, might have an idea of like, what are the genres you really want to work in? Um, yeah. You, I mean, I, you say right now, any kind of fiction that might be true, but as you start taking more calls, you might find yourself really hating certain, <laughs> certain stories. Gotcha. Like I just did a, um, I just did some work for a woman who wrote a granny reverse harem. G granny? Granny reverse harem. And, uh, the light I mean, you know, whatever you want to read, you know, I, I know like, and I was like, you know, delightful woman, great client. I liked working with her, but like I was, I had zero interest in the story, like none. <laughs> was it like in a nursing home where they like run around? It was like she were, uh, she was a librarian or something. Like oh my it was, gosh. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So think about that. Like just your own internal filter. Like there, gotcha. it's okay to, to, to not take, clients because the genre isn't something you're really interested in okay um oh something else on how many books have you published this is this probably goes more back to process uh i've gotten into the habit i didn't do this at first but asking for a sample uh before i take someone on that's smart and the way i phrase it and this is the truth as i tell them if i'm not excited about your story i you're wasting your money and i can't do my best work for you Ooh, and not good. every, not every story is a good fit. Um, and that's the truth. Like I, I get, I read some samples and even like, I'll, I'll take a good story um, with bad writing any day of the week, as opposed to polished writing and a story I'm not interested in. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. That's so, really great. So think about that. Um, the, and uh, the other, the other thing I think kind of hit some of these other questions is just, and, and this is something I used to teach an entrepreneurship class but past behaviors are the indicators for future. Gotcha. Uh, so we always told people, don't ever ask uh, questions of future tense or present tense. Don't ask, would you do something? And don't ask, are you doing something? Because people will lie. Right? <laughs> so if you say like, you know, would you work out five days a week if there was a gym two miles from your house? People go, yes. Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> totally work out five days a week. Yeah, of course. Right. Or, or if you ask them, are you working out five days a week? And they're like, yeah, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Um, gotcha. So 
for some reason, asking them about past behaviors uh, gets past that. It, it disarms them. So I always ask, you know, like, I, how many hours did you work on writing last week? Nice. Uh, and then they'll, and they'll, they'll either give you an honest answer um, that's straight up, or they'll give you an honest answer with an excuse. And yeah. either one tells you what you need to know. They'll say like, well, I worked three hours, but that was because my daughter got sick and then I had this and like, that's all good information for you to know. Yeah, yeah. that's super true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, same with your, uh, which is the following, you know, I would ask them, uh, check all of these that you've, that you've invested in the, over the last 12 months. Yeah. That'll tell you a lot too. You know, like if they've only read a book, for example, they've, gotcha. ne- they've not hired an editor, they've not paid for a professional cover, they're probably not producing, right? Or if, they've only, if they're only part of a writing community, that tells you that they are probably um, pretty tight with their money because they're probably not paying for that. So there's a lot you can get from those nice. by, by looking for those past behaviors. Uh, let's see here, uh, briefly describe the project you wanna work on. Yeah, this, this, I, this is, I, I don't know how you want to answer this, but uh, the question is like, do you want something that's been drafted or do you want something that's been outlined? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I really struggled with it. Um, yeah. So, you know, the few calls I've done so far, you and Alicia are my, are the, my, the best ones, like the most exciting to work on. And they're both at like outline beginning phase. Okay. And so it's exciting to work on because it's like, Oh, we can shape the character without having to go back and do too much. Yeah. Revising. Yeah. It was like, I worked on a different project with one person whose book had already been published. Uh. And it's like, we're doing this work, but I don't know that you're actually going to go back and do anything with it. Yeah. Cause it's like, this is out in the world. Like you've had people buy it. Like, you know, yep. I don't know if you're actually going to revise this. Um, yeah. And then I did one where the, the person hadn't started the story yet. Okay. And that was harder. Cause it was like, well, we're just kind of spitballing. Like yeah. we're just, you know, we're just making crap up as we go and right. we're informing the story more than the characters in the story. Like we're building the story around the characters as we talk about these ideas of characters. So right. I think I kind of, I think for me it, right now, I mean, you know, I've, I've done seven people, right. <laughs> but in those seven, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it feels better to do the, to get yeah. somebody at the beginning of the work. All right. So here's what I'd recommend for, for that last question. Yeah. And, uh, because what they're going to do, if you ask it that way, is they're going to give you a plot summary, which is probably not helpful. Yeah, that's not helpful. So I would ask it, um, I would maybe even give them check boxes and say, uh, at what stage of the writing process is your project at right now? Gotcha. And give them everything from like nothing to published with several stages in between. All right, man. Cool. Have Talk a good one. Later. Next week. Yeah. See you next week. All right. Bye. If you'd like to know more about starting an author business or improving the one you have, go to theauthorlife.com.